adopting those healthy behaviors will give you points and they will give you rewards. And then the last piece, you can also automate a kitchen on the platform as well. So that's a, it's a really a comprehensive look at the patients and how to deliver care to them very effectively. This is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today, your media hub for all things black entrepreneurship, politics, news, and events in Hampton Roads and beyond. And now, here's your host, Blair Durham. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's the 117th edition of Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham. And so excited to share with you all. Without further ado, I'm excited to welcome our first guest. His name is Mohammed Kamara. He is the founder of InnoCares. It revolutionizes chronic care management by sustained behavior change through social rewards. Its program rewards employee healthy behaviors with donations and rewards to the causes that motivate them. The journey began after the passing of Mohammed's sister during childbirth due to preeclampsia, which is a preventable hypertensive disorder. And of cares empowers employees with a digital health behavior change platform that combines patented NASA technology and computer vision via the smartphone camera to provide personalized health reports spanning health risk, metabolic health, and body composition to inspire mindful health and fitness decisions. And of care provides a community for collaboration with coworkers, friends, and family in order to gamify health goals and be rewarded for meeting those goals. It also provides 24 7365 access to culturally relevant health professionals that make it that much easier to inspire people with chronic conditions to stay healthier. Welcome to the show, Muhammad. How are you? Thanks for having me on, um, Blair. I'm, I'm well. I'm well. I'm um, excited to be on here. Excited to have you. You are doing such relevant work, such big work in the space of healthcare innovation. So thank you for your contributions to the field for sure. Sure, sure. Um, it's been it's been one of a unique journey. Um, I just shared that my sister passed on childbearing. It was the only, probably the only reason why I came into this space. Prior to that, I was in healthcare finance. Um, wow. When, when hospitals are looking to buy clinics out, um, I come in and do the evaluation work for them. So when that ha- when my sister passed, my aunt passed as well um, in, in Columbus, Ohio. So there were two tragic deaths in my family that led me to really try to solve this maternal mortality rate for black women and Latinx women. Huge, yeah. I've seen a number of platforms being developed to to address that. And even some um, some statewide and some, some federal initiatives as well, looking at that. Um, those mortality rates very sad but you know again i appreciate you doing the due diligence so i assume this means you're not a technical founder is that right well yes so i i came from more of a healthcare, health health finance and also a little bit of health it right on the due diligence so i, I had a minor i had a minor computer programming but it wasn't so heavy because i didn't utilize when i came out so at first yeah. Well, this my background will help me be more of an effective product manager. Sure. Uh, if you, this is for non-technical founders that are out there. If you're not going to code, or uh, if you can't code at all, be a really efficient product manager. Um, mm. To fill the gap between you and writing the workflow, writing the requirements for the developers to execute, um, and then be able to be a very good product manager in terms of marketing support as well. So there are relevant skills that's still needed as a non-technical founder to be uh, an effective leader 
in terms of getting your product from a, uh, an idea to a vision, right? To, a real, to, to, to making it real um, and out there to the public to use. Yeah, for sure. So I'll, I'll kind of come back to that. I want you to just really talk through, uh, talk through the product and how are you connecting with the end user and, and all of those things? Yeah, sure. Share screen and pull up your website while you're doing that as well. I'm so excited. Awesome. Yeah. So when when we launched, when when this journey happened, I went to DC. I actually had a chance to travel the borders first. So I, I went to um, Dominican Republic, Costa Rica, and as well as um, Cuba. And I noticed that I went out to to Cuba, um, Costa Rica, actually to Dominican Republic to actually be able to. Um, I was out there. Um, providing care to women that were affected by the Zika virus, but then we then took that journey and noticed that there's, there's a gap in care delivery in international as well. So, Caribbean countries and as well as um, as well as um, African countries. We fast forward. I then went to DC and launched a platform in, in three clinics in DC. So, how the platform works? It's one uh, telehealth solution and then as well a health wellness solution. There's two two apps. There's a provider app and then there's a there's a patient app on iOS and Android. And then there's a web version as well. So part of the technology is for for patients, for users like ourselves, we can be able to connect to doctors virtually via video and in-app messaging. It's HIPAA compliant. So we can search black doctors and other culturally relevant doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they're, if they're non-white doctors, if they're non-black doctors, they they, all, they have that cultural competence, which is very important in delivering culturally competent care. Because sure. that's usually the gap in the assumption that black women, and as well as sometimes men as well, that we they, they have more to- high tolerance for, for pain. For pain, uh, yeah. Which is... We need to remove that, right? We need to remove that stigma because then these assumptions when mom, when parents are, or when people are in the process of delivering, they get to they get they get to experience deny and delay. That hey, your pain is not real. Go home. And between that gap that happens, you being dismissal of that mom um, that of that person that's suffering pain, that usually leads to death. That's what happened to my sister, right? So this wow. is yeah, hypertension is a big thing. So. The product itself is one more connecting to docs, but connecting to wellness coaches, which you can connect to a health coach, um, a personal trainer, nutritionist, um, a mental health specialist. So it's literally, literally a comprehensive care. And then you can do a virtual assessment, which is a part that's patented by NASA. You can take a 10 second video of yourself and it's feedback, um, five clinical reports about the patient's health score, their correct BMI, and the health risk that may be predisposed to, so if they're predisposed to like type two diabetes, hypertension, it shows those scores and then how to improve that. And then we also put you like in a, in a, in a community that, that's called a health tribe. But you can connect to, um, with your friends and family, add your friends. You can go on walks, hikes. When you do those activities, we count your steps and then we reward you for actually um, um, adopting those healthy behaviors. We give you points and then we give you rewards. And then the last piece, you can also automate a kitchen on the platform as well. So that's a, it's a really a comprehensive look at the patients and how to deliver care to them very effectively. Um, without telling them to log into all these multiple platforms. And then the provider side, they, they do the video consult. They can do a prescribe as well on the provider side, uh, meaning like doctors, wellness coaches, etc. Huge. Talk about adoption a little bit. How is the public receiving the platform? 
So when we launched, we were um, we launched in a in three clinics: in, in an addiction medicine clinic, a pediatric clinic, and then a wellness, um, and then a, um, a women's health clinic. So we utilize the network of existing providers, right? That already have patients. So we saw three thousand patients on the platform. Wow. Um, and so, that, so instead of all spending so much money on marketing, we we, we, we empower providers to be able to see their patients on the platform, which reduces that marketing cost, right? Um, instead of going the other way, doing a lot of those Facebook ads and other social media ads, which may not hit right, right? So we sell to providers. So our first customer base is providers and then their patients um, intuitively. So providers pay us between $50 to $150 to utilize the platform. Um, and then on the patient side, the patient can, can utilize it. They can utilize certain function of the platform for free. Or they can pay ten dollars for utilize all of the functionality of the platform. Um, so yeah, so our, our first first customer base is really selling to providers. So we tap in tap into that network first because they already have existing patients instead of disrupting the patients and the provider relationship. Amazing, amazing, and genius. So okay, so now let's talk about. I want to talk about your process to getting this thing launched. Right, um, help us to appreciate kind of. Building it, funding it, scaling it. Talk us through what what that's been like. It has been one of an interesting journey to be to be honest. It's been when you have an idea um, and you have a passion. One is passion, right? Because mm-hmm. passion tells you that you cannot give up, um, and passion drives you to solve a problem. We know that I know from a personal experience there is a problem that exists, and then I. I doubled down and researched that problem by traveling to international countries as well. Um, and then and say, how can we support those in, um, NGOs internationally? So I doubled down, went to three countries, the Caribbean countries, and then um, Rwanda as well, right? So really figure out whether this, this is it's a true problem. So we validated through that and then, then went to DC and launched it. So the process of going through and la- launching it involves Building the team, I, I met I met um, um, a friend of mine who's our CTO of Mochirombo, and then um, then we, we we hired a couple of backend guys as well to help build the rest of the technology. So when you're building a tech, it's literally a t- it's team mentality. Um, really being a servant, I believe in being a servant leader. So servant leader meaning meaning that it is your team that really you're there to serve your team, and then it ultimately serve your customers, right? Um, which means that you're there for making a change, uh, making an impact. So we, I am an impact entrepreneur. So I really want to solve this maternal mortality rates for all black women and Latinx women. Can this platform be utilized then for other ethnic background? Yes, it can be. Um, I know we had a conversation even at, um, in over health sy- system in, um, in, in Virginia where they wanted to make an investment on the platform um, itself. So it's been an interesting. So long story short is we bootstrap this, right? Instead of taking outside investments, we bootstrap it. Um, and now we, we are we're part of a, some key, a key accelerators to actually gain much traction, right? So we're, we're, we're um, at a, with an accelerator called EY, Ernst Young. Okay, um, great. Um, I, 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 that's where I started my career. So we got into an accelerator program there and then a few other accelerator programs as well to really get into those networks. And we, and we utilize our advisory board members to be able to, to be able to actually get a more patient kind of life and get those warm introductions. Huge. <laughs> Congrats to you. 
Um, so we've got probably about five or six minutes remaining. And really from here, I'd like to talk about the work that you're doing to empower other black entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. right? How are you helping black tech, black founders generally with accessing the capital that they need, building the solutions that they're looking to build, et cetera? Sure, sure. So the, I, I honestly have this that if you have figured out a solution at least in building yourself up and building a, a tech, it's also important for you to be able to go back and impact others, right? So I support um, Black Founders School, Good Nation and RCIE. So Good Nation, the entire notion of Good Nation is to fill in the gap that happens with relationship to, con- to connect Black founders to the right capital and as well as the right relationships to get gain access to more customers. So we're filling that gap because oftentimes that's the gap that exists that really goes down to that less than one percent of capital that's imputed into um into into black founders. Yeah. We can bridge that gap. That's one. That's that's a goal for RCIE. They support hundred black founders, and most of these black founders um, have physical products like chips um and actually Stephanie chips this gentleman here Stephanie chips um he's um he's in walmart in target right okay um, and it was because of the relationship of the ceo um jay I was that Deshana spencer on there huh was that Deshana spencer on there with quality tv so she she's not um she, oh. she's not part of <laughs> okay. that she's not but i however actually know her um okay. I, I, I i i host a podcast so i brought her on a lot of podcasts um, okay awesome awesome this John is amazing. Um, she really is. She yeah. really is. Yeah. So they're, cool. they're, they're, they're a group of talented black founders here in, in Atlanta that mm-hmm. RCIE supports um, through their Paysetter program. So it's RCIE is part of an incubator program, but as well as a co-working and as well as an accelerator. So it's like three functionality all combined. It sounds just like B-Force that yeah, we're building. <laughs> they've got a beautiful building down down here in um, East Atlanta. Awesome. Um, and and, and um, it, it's through that building. So we're trying to close the gap to ensure that these businesses, black founders have the resources that they need to scale. Mm-hmm. So are we. <laughs> so are we. Very cool. Oh, man, I'm so excited. Okay, so how can folks connect with you? Definitely highlight the End of Care's platform. I don't know if that's the most direct way to kind of access what you're doing there, but if it is, definitely highlight that, your podcast, anything else that you're uh, that you're doing. Yeah, so folks can connect with me. You can contact us at endofcares.com. That's directly to my email. Um, of course, my, my CTO, is, his email is lchiwombo at endofcares.com. Um, they're also, they're, the, the number on there, um, it's actually my direct cell, cell number as well. So you, you can definitely reach me. Um, there's all, well, we, our apps are on iOS and Android. Um, End of Cares, there's End of Cares patient app and there's, a, there's an End of Cares provider app. But also, we also do a podcast um, where I talk, we launched that last year. We, we, we did about 30 episodes. Um, where I talk to different healthcare providers and health technologies and entrepreneurs as well, addressing areas in their mental health, their physical health, really looking at the eight dimension of wellness and how they empower um, others to adopt that eight dimension of wellness, meaning your physical health, your spiritual health, and really your, your financial health as well, right? Looking at it from a, from a holistic point of view. Um, yeah, so you can reach me there too. Um, and we all, we, through our journey, we, all, we launched, we, launched we, I wrote a book called The Empowered, 
um, patient book, um, the empowered patient. So on the podcast itself, that's the book cover, but we're not really, we haven't released the book yet. Um, but it's really telling the, the stories of our patient's experience. Um, yeah. The so empowered patient. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. I got excited when you, <laughs> when yeah, you, you're, um, fine. you're fine. So literally, literally it's the, the empowered patient is literally, literally telling the relationship between patients and provider and, and really returning to relate to the old type of medicine where insurance people are not usually the driver of better health. It's about you, you, the patients being healthy and well, and we, we as in innovative care, we're connecting all the dots for them and then them living their best life, but then having resources, um, healthcare providers are culturally competent to be able to empower them. So it's really just bridging the, between the patient and the provider. That's awesome. Mohammed. I want to thank you so much for uh, coming on to our show today. This has been fantastic. Congrats to you on all the work that you're doing and really making a difference in terms of uh, mortality in our community. So thanks again. And certainly look forward to having you back on as things progress and, um, you know, you're able to grow the company. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Blair. For sure. 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 This show is brought to you by Positive Vibes Incorporated, our consulting services. We do credit fixes, tax resolution, we lend private money to real estate investors, and we do debt consolidations. Basically, we put money in your pocket when you need money. We put money in your pocket when you need money. 757-932-0177. Stay with us online at Black Wall Street Today on Facebook and Black Wall Street Today on Instagram. And then follow us on Twitter as well at BWS Today. We look forward to talking again next week. Have a wonderful week. I have said and I will continue to say that the most important priority for the black community is the black community, not a particular political party. Hey, yo, when I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black Wall Street. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. Black Wall Street, Black Wall Street. Phenomenal. Phenomenal.